It's that time again. It's Greek for the week. I'm Chris Palmer. Let's open our Bibles and get right down to the original language, the Greek. God bless you. It's Greek for the week. I want to answer one of the most important questions that I get. And, uh, well, perhaps it's important because I get it so often. I mean, I'm getting this question quite a bit. I'm, I'm getting it in my DMs all the time. And that is, what translation of the Bible should I use? And I figured I'd just answer it on podcast today. And it's not going to take long to answer. But before I do that, I want to remind you that on Amazon, you can pre-order Letters from Jesus, 52 Studies from the Seven Churches of Revelation on Amazon. You'll see a link in the show notes. Be sure to pre-order that copy, and it'll be a blessing to your life. It'll come September 10th. So we're, we're, we're getting to the point where it's almost a month away. And do it if you're a Greek for the Week fan. If you want to go deep, let's do it. And you know, the Seven Churches of Revelation answer a lot of cultural questions. Really, it does. When I say cultural questions, a lot of what goes on in culture is answered in that book right there, in the book of Revelation, chapters 2 and 3. Sometimes we look at Revelation and say, oh, this is full of imagery and symbolism and numerology. I can't understand it. But yes, you can. And the springboard to understanding Revelation is understanding the situation, the occasion of the letter in chapter 2 and 3, because that goes throughout the whole letter. And so I take up and go through all seven churches and show you the situation that's going on there and put it right into context of the 21st century so you can relate it right to your life. It'll be a blessing. Get a copy for you. Get a copy for a friend. Okay, what translation of the Bible should you use? Well, basically, it's whatever translation works for you. Now, if I, I understand that people just, they don't, they don't have the time to learn the Greek. I get it. People's lives are very busy, and understandably so. Um, learning Greek is going to take you at least five years to get a hang of it. I mean, it could take you a lot shorter, but it's going to take some time. Well, maybe if you're real serious about it, I mean, you're really putting a lot of work into it, maybe three, but it's going to take you Greek one, Greek two, and then into Greek three to you to actually understand what you did in Greek one and Greek two, and then you're into Greek three, and then you go into <clears throat> a deeper Greek classes, exegetical Greek, Greek using Greek in the New Testament for this specific, how to etch out the Old Testament, New Testament, go back into Hebrew words, and you start getting into using Greek in the Septuagint, which is a different style kind of Greek. And and then once you start really figure out what you're doing after making mistakes so that you can actually prepare lessons in Greek, it's been it's been some time. And so if you don't know Greek, it's okay. I want to assure you, it's okay. You can read the Bible in translation and get a whole lot out of it, just like you can read Shakespeare in translation and not know Latin and get a whole lot out of it. But it does help because there are, as I said before, there are nuances and things that you're going to miss. Uh, if you don't, if you don't see it in the Greek, so at least learn how to read it, so you can spot things. I think that would be really good. It doesn't take long to just learn the alphabet and and start recognizing words and learn vocab. You can learn vocab and alphabet in it pretty quickly. So you're going to be with your English Bible if you're English speaking, and if you're listening to the podcast, I imagine you are uh, for for some time. So it, let's let's just appreciate all of the translations that we have, and I believe there's a place for all the translations, but it does it does. Um, it, it's okay. To, there's a place for all of them. So people ask me what I use. Well, remember why I use what I'm doing. The reason I always say I use the ESV uh, for the most part. When I'm studying at my desk and I'm preparing uh, sermons and I'm writing uh, Greek for the Weeks and, and whatnot, I'm using the ESV. And the reason why I'm using the ESV is because ESV was prepared uh, using a translation theory called form equivalence, where you're trying to 
match the syntax and the words up from the Greek language, the target language, which is English, as best as possible. So you're literally trying to go word for word as best as you possibly can. And that gets tough because you can't carry on a language word for word. If you are bilingual, you understand that. If you say hello in the Greek and Italian is come stai. And so one word now translates to two words and it gets even deeper than that. So um, it can become difficult and it can become challenging. So if you, but but it's good too in some sense because you're 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 there with Greek, and you're getting more word for word translation, and I like that because, hey, if you're trying to go into the Greek and you're using something as we'll see in a second that's like the Message Bible, which is a re, which is a paraphrase, which is used from translation theory called retelling, you're gonna really have a hard time. You're not. It's not gonna happen. So if you're looking for word for word translations that are prepared using form equivalents. Okay, which is identifying and moving the language over from target from Greek to the target language or Hebrew to the target language, which is English. Um, your most word-for-word -word translation is going to be your NASB, and then your ESV, then your NET, KJV, and NKJV. So those are if you if you're a Greek guy, if you're a Hebrew guy, Greek gal, Hebrew gal, and you want to say, hey, I'm gonna, I really want to get into this. I want to find out what the Greek means and the Hebrew means. And those are the translations for you. NASB, SV, NET, KJV, NKJV. And then, then there's translations that say, hey, you know what? Let's, let's, um, let's get into thought for thought. Let's try and figure out the thought behind it all. Not necessarily concern ourselves with the word for word, but that's an idea called function equivalence, or that's the translation theory that was used. Function equivalence, which is basically saying, hey, let's take on the difference between the source language and the target language, and <clears throat> let's not concern ourselves with preserving the maximum number of word order, grammar, syntax, and idioms, um, but let's figure out what the idea is behind it and the thought behind it, and let's carry over the thought into this. That's the CSB, NIV, and the NLT. Now, I really like the NLT. I love the NLT. I, you know, I use the NLT for devotional reading. I mean, if I'm gonna, if I'm preparing a sermon, and I want to know the story, like I just preached out of the Old Testament. <clears throat> I know people say the old. You preached out of the Old Testament, of course. I love the Old Testament. Old Testament is so exciting. So, I mean, if you're gonna be a narrative preacher, you you gotta you gotta be an Old Testament person because there's so much narration in there, and it's just really great if you can tell a story and preach the story. Man, that's powerful. And um, NLT is great. So I was reading through the NLT and really, really enjoyed it. If I'm reading something in Acts or the Gospels and I just want to put myself into the situation, I go with the NLT. Then you come into something that's called, um, translation theory is called retelling, and you're going to paraphrase it. So you're saying, you know what, we're not really going to translate this. Uh, we're not going to concern ourselves so much with the words, or even we're just gonna read. We're just gonna kind of give our version of what's happening here. Um, and you know something, you gotta remember they have they're good intentioned people, people that are part of uh, that do Bible translation and part of Bible committees. They're they're solid people, and um, they're not cultists and whatnot. Our Bible translations are not coming from those types of people. So that's the Message Bible, the NIRV, and the GNT Good News Translation. And they're just re re retelling and paraphrasing, and those those have places for 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 people. I mean, if there's 
someone who really just doesn't understand the Bible and uh, or they're very new at it, that's really good. You give them a, a message or, or a good news translation or, or, you know, the passion translation has just come out and people have asked me what I thought of it. And I just think there's a place for it. Um, it just depends. It means finding its place. So <clears throat> I say I have to say that don't really throw anything under the bus and just say, oh, the NIV, that's just so terrible, all the mistakes that are in the NIV. <clears throat> There's something called textual criticism. When you look at uh, a Greek Bible, you get something called an apparatus, and the apparatus in there is going to show you where all the textual variants are at. And, and that simply means that there are manuscripts that are found in, in ancient wherever, Manuscripts from antiquity that date back to sometimes 5th century, 6th century, 4th century, 3rd century. I mean, we're finding manuscripts all the time. And we find a manuscript, we preserve it, and we look at it. And the uh, people that, translators, put it in databases and compare where the words are at. And sometimes they find variations to a passage. And they make note of that variation. They try to find out why one manuscript is differing from another manuscript. And <clears throat> you'll see that manuscripts differ. And so sometimes uh, when there's differences in manuscripts, they put in the apparatus and say, hey, this word right here, this word love, uh, in, in, is agape. But in these manuscripts, it's not agape, it's phileo. This is for an example. And so the manuscripts vary. And sometimes translators say, well, you know, I'm going to go with the, this, this manuscript right here, and this is why I'm going to go with this manuscript. And they make a case for it. Uh, and not all Greek Bibles are the same. I mean, if you look at the UBS 5, the United Bible Society, uh, translation uh, 5, or, or, or version 5, <clears throat> which is the most up-to-date. It differs from Nestle Adlin 28, which is the new, if you use that Greek Bible, uh, <clears throat> there's, there's differences there. There's another difference now that's in, I believe it's Second Peter, which is uh, quite significant. And um, so you'll see that even Greek Bibles differ. So when someone says, I use the Greek, you say, well, what Greek Bible do you use? Uh, you'll find that, um, and they have different, the, the apparatus is the same. It usually tells you why they made that specific choice for it. Um, but the good news is that none of these Bibles are heretical. <laughs> Nothing is changing something to a certain point where it changes doctrine on people, and uh, we can't trust it. They're all trustable Bibles. Maybe the discrepancies in there are minimal, but they don't have any type of maximum meaning that would change anything in our Nicene Creed or in our Apostles' Creed. I think it's all, it's, I don't think I know it's all, it's all real safe stuff. So you just got to find what works for you. And if somebody likes the ESV and someone is still, hey, I'm still on the message Bible, man. Okay, it's cool. Enjoy the message. Um, I do think, though, at some point, if you're going to do more serious study of God's Word, you're going to have to, you're going to have to maybe put the message down for a second and find something that's more, that was used uh, through form equivalence or word for word. But hey, you're reading God's Word, and that's what's important. You're hiding the Word of God in your heart. David said, I've uh, hidden your Word in my heart that I have not, that I will not sin against you. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So, Psalm 118, you're getting the Word of 119. You're getting the Word of God into your heart, and that's the most important thing. Find out what works for you, and that will be good. All right? So pick a Bible translation, and you know, have several. If you have Bible software, have several translations. Look at it in different passages. It always it always helps to do that. I've seen memes going around that says, that, that quote Revelation that says, if anybody shall add anything to the words of this prophecy or take away, you know, they shall be cursed. And it shows 
the and the the KJV compared to the NIV, and there's more words in the NIV, and they're saying that something's wrong with the NIV, and I'm thinking, you know, these are people that uh, I don't know. If, I'm sure they have well intentions and they have zeal for the Lord, and that's great. Uh, but you know, they they don't understand how translation takes place, and it's it's really sloppy, and I don't like to see that. But I don't try to fix it. What I can't fix all the memes on the internet. I just look at it and say, well, you know, I hope hope people seeing this understand, are smart enough to figure this out. Um, because they're saying the NIV added. Well, what if the KJV took them away? What if what if the NIV is right? I mean, that's the logic that follows. So don't be swayed by memes and stuff you see on the internet. Okay, trust God's word. It is good. It's proven, and our Bible societies know what they're doing. All right. So don't forget letters from Jesus available on Amazon for pre-order right now. If you have Amazon, you can go to WhitakerHouse.com. You can get it off Whitaker House. Think you could save money if you get it from Whitaker House. I think though it becomes available on Whitaker House in August. Uh, so if you want to order it now, um, Amazon.com. Okay, God bless you, and we'll talk to you next time on Greek for the Week. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us further, you may visit us on the web at lightoftoday.org. God bless, and good studying.